Summer is here. The sun is out. The water is inviting. And that means lots of time out on the beach and in the water and on the waves. Or at least that's what it typically means for me. Because of that, I have my gear out in some pretty interesting situations really often. And I need to make sure it's protected as best as it possibly can be. So today... We're going to talk about ways you can keep your gear safe while you're at the beach. Because water, sand, and everything else that comes with being near water can cause catastrophic damage to your gear. So I'm going to give you some hints, tips, and tricks for how you can best protect your precious camera equipment while you're out taking fantastic photos on the beach. This is episode 25 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for being here today and giving some of your precious time to learning and improving your photography. This podcast and the Travel and Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography, a boutique content creation studio in Calgary that specializes in outdoor and travel photography. And you can help support this podcast by visiting robertmasseyphotography.ca and purchasing a handcrafted fine art print just for yourself. We have beautiful photos of mountains, places all over the world, amazing alpine lakes. You can get yourself a print that'll look fantastic and up on your wall, and you get to support the work we are doing here at the same time. So head on over to rarmassiephotography.ca and you can support the education that's happening right here and now. With that being said, now on to the rest of the show. I've taken my camera gear to a lot of beaches over the years. And it's one of the places I worry the most about what may happen to my gear. There are just so many things that can go so wrong to camera equipment because of the sand and the water and the heat. Most people tend to think that the water is the most dangerous part of having a camera on the beach. That's not so. I will happily put my camera up on a tripod near rivers and near lakes when it's just beautiful and rocky. It's sand and it's the heat of being on a beach and it's all the people that are typically around that can truly cause some massive problems. So you need to be extra careful with your camera on a sandy beach. But those summer snaps of kids building sandcastles and running around on the beach and people out canoeing and sunsets on the water make such amazing photos that you need to risk that damage to get some of the best shots and some of the best memories that you will ever record on your camera. So today, we're giving you 10 tips to protect your camera while at the beach. Most of these are totally applicable to any camera, DSLR, mirrorless phone, or anything in between. Really doesn't matter with what you're shooting on. So give this a listen, and hopefully it will help protect your precious camera equipment while you're out on the beach. All right, with all that being said, let's get going. Tip Number one, keep your kit somewhere water and sand tight. Sand and water can get in everywhere. I found sand stuck in tents months after being on the beach and in my camera bags until I vacuum them out. So make sure you bring something to put your camera into that will help protect it from the surf and from the sand. I would look for something that, at the very least, seals with a zipper. These can be the internal camera units some companies are using in their backpacks or even just your camera backpack itself as long as it zips up. 
Just make sure you keep the zipper closed at all times. When you need to pull your camera out, just zip it open really quickly, grab your gear and zip it closed again right away. Don't leave that bag open for even a few seconds if you can. You can also use watertight Ziploc bags. These are great for phones and smaller cameras. I've got an excellent long lasting one from Culligan's that has better durability and a better zipper than standard Ziplocs, but standard Ziplocs do just fine as well as long as you're making sure those are sealing up nice and tight. Something kind of akin to waterproof Ziplocs are the waterproof sacks that you can get for backpacking and other adventure trips like that, especially the waterproof compression sacks. You can slide your camera in one and it will be fairly well protected from water and from sand getting inside because they are watertight. Just be careful because I find in the sun these bags really heat up on the inside and you may unintentionally end up cooking your camera just from the way that these heat up inside. Now you can go a step further and get a hard-sided case from a company like Pelican. These cases are water resistant and some of them can be submerged in a few meters of water. They're also crush resistant, so if a person running by steps on it, you won't have to worry about the gear inside. These are a great option if you'll be taking fancy camera equipment onto kayaks or canoes where there is a risk of water getting inside the boat or the boat flipping. Because they are watertight and crush resistant, you can tie them onto a boat and not worry about your gear should the boat flip. Always make sure to tie them in though. You don't want the gear getting swept away or sinking to the bottom of the river or to the bottom of the lake. So these options all range in prices from a couple of dollars for a Ziploc to hundreds of dollars depending on the size of the Pelican case you're looking at and the size you need for the amount of gear you're bringing. So what you need to do is really pick an option that works well for you, the gear you want to bring with you, and the situation you are going into. In practice, if I'm headed out for a day on the water with the family to go play with the boat or just to go swimming, I'll bring my gear in my camera bag and make sure to keep it tucked up against my beach chair when not in use. And for those days, a standard bag works perfectly, especially with my ICU protecting it. I'll have a ICU inside a camera bag. It's got double zippers. It's perfect for protection. For rougher trips or days out on the water, a hard-sided case is definitely the way to go. They are the most secure and the best way to protect your camera if there's at all a risk of it ending up being dumped into the water. All right, tip number two, watch the temperature. Don't leave your camera sitting out in the sun. The sun can quickly overheat your camera, which can cause a number of problems. This includes you not being able to take photographs or longer term problems like camera damage. Although this is really only in extreme cases, but it can happen. As much as possible, try to keep your camera in the shade when you aren't using it. This keeps the heat down and ensures you won't encounter any heat related problems. One of the somewhat unthought about heat related problems is that you could actually end up burning yourself as well. If you leave your camera in the sun and it's made of metal, you might grab that camera and you might burn your hand on it if it's heated up enough because of the metal heating up. Pretty straightforward, but it's not something people tend to think about because most cameras are black or don't really look like they're the type of metal that should really burn you. So be very careful if it looks like your camera's getting hot because not only can you cause damage to the camera itself, you could cause damage to yourself. You may also encounter some heat problems while shooting video in the sun. Cameras need to be able to disperse heat when shooting heavily, especially with video. So our cameras can overheat when shooting video in neutral environments, like inside a nicely cooled building. But in the heat, on the beach, your camera may overheat significantly quicker just because it's hotter out. So keep an eye on how hot the body is feeling 
and watch for any overheating indicators on your camera. Tip number three, keep a clean towel or two handy. Have a clean microfiber towel or two on hand to clean sand and water off your camera. This is especially important if you are on the ocean as seawater can quickly corrode your gear. If you get salt water on your camera, you're going to want to clean it off as soon as you can. The salt can eat away at your camera very quickly and cause extensive, long-lasting damage. So if at all possible, use a towel dampened with fresh water to get as much salt off as possible. You also want to clean sand particles off your camera as much as you can. This is to keep them from getting into your camera itself, getting stuck in cases, getting stuck onto your lens, just anywhere where anything moves or buttons press, you can get sand into. So the more you can clean it off, the better. Tip number four, don't touch the front of the lens. One place you never want to physically touch on the camera while on the beach is the front of the lens. This is because you can cause scratches on the lens element with sand grains that you can't see. A better way to clean the front of the lens is to bring a small blower with you that can blow any sand grains off before you touch it with a cloth. Alright, tip number five. Avoid changing lenses if at all possible. Pick one lens and stick with it while you're on the beach. This helps you avoiding a catastrophic situation of sand getting into your camera and onto the sensor while you're changing lenses. Changing lenses outdoors in any environment can be a bit of a icy situation, just given that weather can change and wind can change and all that kind of stuff can happen. But on a beach, if that happens, oof, you're getting sand into places you never want sand. So pick the lens you're going to use and put it on the camera before heading out to the beach. If you must change lenses, and I've had to do this, every photographer will eventually have to change lenses in places they really don't want to change lenses, never put the lens down in the sand or even on a towel on top of the sand. A person running by or a change in the wind can send sand blowing into your lens and camera. Instead, keep your camera inside your protective casing and change the lens while in there, preferably with the case elevated off the ground. Have a friend hold it, put it on a picnic table, something just to keep the camera lens up and away from the sand. To do this, it helps to learn how to change your lens by feel. I have changed a ton of camera lenses simply just by feeling where things are on it and getting to know how the bayonet mount feels, things like that, so that I don't actually have to see the camera or see the lens to actually change it. So I can have my hands inside a camera bag, not be able to see anything that's on the camera itself and be able to change lenses over. This helps to protect the camera and the lens from ever having to come out of the bag itself and keeps it as contained as possible. Going on to tip number six, avoid using cameras that have telescoping lenses. Lenses that move out of the camera body to zoom, such as those you find on pretty much any point-and-shoot camera, can be destroyed by just a few grains of sand getting into the lens. Cheap telescoping telephotos that you're going to buy for DSLRs and mirrorless cameras function in an incredibly similar way and can suck sand into the lens as well. And if it gets onto that barrel that rotates to spin out to cause the zooming motion, you might just totally destroy the lens. It's, it's an utter catastrophe with sand in there and it's not worth salvaging them. So don't use these types of lenses if at all possible on the beach. This can even be a problem with those point-and-shoot cameras that when you power them on, the lens slides out of the camera body. Just because that lens has to go in and out every single time you power that camera on and off. You are much better off using a camera that doesn't zoom out or using things like prime lenses or a zoom lens that is totally encased, something like most 70-200 to 2.8s. 
Tip number seven, avoid touching your camera with dirty hands. Now I know this isn't always possible. I've grabbed my camera with everything from snow covered hands to sandy hands to muddy hands. Sometimes a shot just happens and you just grab your camera and go. And that's the way we should be as photographers. We can't baby our gear, but we have to try and take care of it as best as we can. So as much as you can, try to clean your hands off from water and sand before using your camera. Keeping a towel handy to get your hands clean before operating camera can really help with this. And also having an option to rinse your hands off with fresh water and then drying them will be even better because you won't have little sand particles on them. This ensures that you aren't getting salt water or anything else onto your camera as well. Tip number eight, consider getting a cover. Rain covers for your camera can be used in so many situations. Obviously for when it's raining, but also for in the snow, in mud, and on the beach. These covers can help protect all the little bits of your camera where sand may sneak into, and it will also protect it from stray sprays of water from a big wave, or you know, kids having a water fight right around you. Tip number nine, in-water photography. We all want great photos of people in the water, swimming and playing and diving and just having a fantastic time. But taking your camera into the water with you can be a risky proposition. You don't want a wave crashing up into your gear or to have it slip from your grasp. But then how do we get great photos of people in the water? There are a few options for you. Option one is to purchase an underwater housing for your camera or your phone. These housings allow you to completely submerge your camera. Although it takes a long time getting used to doing that. It's very bizarre to like stick your expensive camera into the water. But, you know, you get used to it. And this means you can dive underwater with them and take them snorkeling with you and do a ton of awesome things. I'm sure you've seen the split level photos where you see under the water and you see a mountain above the water in an alpine lake. A lot of those are shot with waterproof housings on the cameras. Now, this is not a waterproof case that I'm talking about here. This is a proper underwater housing that encases your entire camera. And these can range in prices and features from $100 for a phone one to a few thousand for one for your DSLR or mirrorless. Option two is the one you'll see a lot of people going with, and it's to purchase a camera that is built to go underwater and to get soaked. The Olympus Tough series have been the royalty of this category forever. But you can also look into GoPro, DJI, Nikon, and Ryuk for great waterproof rugged cameras as well that will go everywhere with you and can get soaked and go underwater. They're amazing little cameras to have in your arsenal, especially if you don't want to have to drop a few thousand dollars on a waterproof housing. Last and final tip, tip number 10, don't assume anything. Things can happen quickly on the beach. One big gust of wind can launch sand into your camera bag if it isn't zipped up. One stray frisbee can knock over your tripod. One child playing in the water can bump into you, causing you to drop your precious camera into the lake. Anything can happen pretty quickly and easily. And on a beach, one wrong move can mean catastrophe for your gear. So don't leave your camera bag wide open. Watch where you put your gear and be careful with it. And also, just because you spent a lot of money on a camera doesn't mean it is necessarily resistant to the elements. Check out what the weather sealing on your camera is like. The manufacturer will have something on it and there's a lot of reviews out there on cameras as well. And this will tell you just how weather sealed your camera is. I love my 7D Mark II because it is built to be used in some of the harshest conditions on the planet and I trust it fully if it's raining, snowing, or anything else. 
but I know like the Canon 6D isn't built to the same specifications and can't necessarily take the same level of abuse. A lot of professional cameras can live up to being outdoors and being adventuring and being in all sorts of weather, but just double check it before you just assume that your camera is going to be okay. And this really comes down to getting to know your camera and its capabilities for withstanding the elements and not just making assumptions because you spent lots of money on it. It may not be what that camera was built for, so you gotta know. Photography on the beach and in the water can be amazingly rewarding. It's where some of the most amazing photographs on the planet can be created. It's where we create so many memories. But the elements that are there can mean terrible things for electronics. So be careful with your gear if you don't want to have to start shopping for replacements. And just be wary of sand. It can be so bad for our awesome cameras. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us online at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com, on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School, and on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School. Give us a follow for near daily photos and advice on getting the most out of your camera in the great outdoors and while you're traveling. Thanks again for tuning in today, and a huge congrats for taking time out of your busy schedule to improve your photographic knowledge. And if you're loving what you're learning here, drop us a review. It really helps other people find the podcast. It helps the algorithms let them know to show it to other people. And we really love seeing that feedback. So if you can, send us a review. Let us know what you're thinking about this episode. Now, get out there and enjoy the sun, sand, and water. Lakes, beaches, rivers, bodies of water, sand. They're some of my favorite places on the earth. And I hope you get to enjoy them too. Now let's adventure. Bye for now.